0: Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us for a special installment of the Rocky Mountain Myrex Short Takes on Suicide Prevention podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hoffberg, and we are reporting in from the American Association of Suicidology 2018 conference. And today's installment is a special release that is in honor and to support the lived experience movement. Um, We got a chance to sit down with individuals who have lost a loved one to suicide. We got a chance to talk to individuals who have survived a suicide attempt, and I want to take a moment to honor those that we've lost to suicide and dedicate this to my dear friend Allison and to all those that we've lost to suicide. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy the episodes. Everybody. We're here at the American Association of Suicidology Conference, and I'm with Janet Schnell. She is the lost Division Chair for the American Association of Suicidology. She's also a very active member of the suicide prevention community in Indiana, and she is a social worker by training and also is an expert in psychological autopsy. So welcome, Janet.
1: Thank you. I appreciate being here.
0: Great. We're so happy to have you, and uh, just want to get started hearing a little bit about your path, your journey, how you came to be the Suicide Loss Division Chair at AAS.
1: Over 20 years ago, my brother died by suicide, and I was at a great loss at the time. I grieved very differently than the rest of the people in my family. I felt like I wanted to do something more to identify his death and to learn more about how to help other loss survivors, but first I had to take care of myself. Part of my journey of taking care of myself was coming to the American Association of Suicidology Conference. On Saturday, we had the Healing Day Conference, where I was able to meet with lost survivors throughout the world and be able to talk about my pain and how I grieved, but also to be around other people so I knew that the way I was grieving was normal. So this is where part of my journey began, was with this conference.
0: Thank you, and thank you very much for sharing that and opening up to that experience. Um, we throw around the term suicide loss survivor. What does that term mean, and you know why is it important that we say it in a very respectful way?
1: So a little bit, again, about my history was that I became a nontraditional student after my brother died. I had a high school degree and was challenged as to why I was coming out talking about suicide prevention, so my attitude was, I'll teach you, and I went to college and got a degree in social work. During that, my master's program, I did a research study, and one of the biggest forms of miscommunication was, we would say, use the word, suicide survivors, where they're actually being identified by two populist groups. One was the people who had lost a loved one to suicide, so a family member or a friend, and then the other ones were the ones who now we call lived experience. That grieving process is very different. When you lose someone to suicide or if you've attempted suicide, that process is very different. So from there, the research has shown that we prefer to be called lost survivors, meaning, again, that we lost a loved one from suicide. And it can be family member, friend. It's how you identify as that lost survivor. It's very important, again, because we need to be able to identify who we are so we can go through a grieving process that's more like what we need instead of a different pathway.
0: Very important so suicide loss survivors versus what some people would say suicide attempt survivors right. yeah. very helpful and how did you come to step into this role as the loss division chair
1: i felt like it, there was a great need uh, i like to represent loss survivors i've had a lot of, a long experience with working with different loss survivors uh, mothers fathers siblings and I felt like I wanted to represent, to have a voice at the table. So as we're making policies and procedures, looking at things we need to do, I look at it from a loss survivor perspective. Where's the best place to have a conference? Uh, what kind of panel presentation should we have? And how should the people who are presenting also be aware that lost survivors are at the, at the conference? So this year, you may notice that we have division tracks, and one of them is the loss survivor division tract, where those people who have decided to be part of the workshop – they know how to talk at, they know how to talk so that lost survivors who are in the audience understand what they 're saying to use the correct terminology, but also to be very well aware lost survivors are in the room
0: absolutely, and I noticed as well that many people are wearing hearts on their name tags of different colors. Tell us what that all means.
1: Many years ago, we started this tract of identifying the lost survivors by a heart ribbon by color, and that would then identify who it is that we lost. This also helps so that people understand when they see our ribbon that we're here also because we had a personal experience to suicide. So we have professionals, people who haven't been directly touched by suicide, they'll actually come up and talk to us and ask about our loss. So it's an open communication, but it also helps identify so we can reach out to other people who have a similar loss.
0: Very good. Thanks for helping uh, explain that because, you know, you see those and it's really powerful, um, you know, to know that many of us have been touched very closely by the loss of a loved one. Um, so you mentioned um, how important it is to the, use the right language, especially when um, folks are t- talking in front of a group that may include lost survivors and others with lived experience. Tell us a little bit about what you mean by the language that's appropriate to talk about this
1: What I look for, first of all, is what I had said earlier about defining what a lost survivor is, not just saying a survivor of suicide, but defining the lost survivor. But another area that we as experts need to really make sure that we're aware of is using the words like committed suicide. For me, it's very bothersome to use committed suicide because he did not, my brother, did not commit a crime. For my brother, when he died by suicide, it was not a choice. He did not do something that was intentional to hurt us. Instead, what he had done was he, the only thing he knew he could do to stop the pain. So when we use the words like committed suicide, there's a very negative remark, uh, negative feeling with it. And so when we have this conference, especially for lost survivors, people who are presenting, they have to be well aware of what words that they use. That instead of saying things like committed suicide, we would use things like died by suicide. But if a lost survivor stands up and says committed suicide, they also understand not to correct that lost survivor, that that lost survivor needs to be able to use the words they want to, but the professionals need to use a different terminology.
0: That's very, very important, and I'm so glad you're helping to share that information because I do think... Part of this process is educating folks around that. Um, It becomes ingrained. I don't think people often realize that that can be a very stigmatizing, hurtful way to talk about it. So, again, um, anything more to say on that topic?
1: No. No, I think it's just we need to be very well aware that when we're talking that lost survivors are coming to this conference with their heart. Uh, Some are brand-new survivors. Some are more out, like I am. But we still have that lost survivor title and this can be a very emotional conference because it's a lot of information. And so it's helpful for people to reach out to us and just put their hand on our shoulders and say, hey, did let you know, just checking in, are you doing okay? Um, to know that we're welcome.
0: Very good. And um, you mentioned there's a whole aspect to this conference healing after a suicide loss. Tell us a little bit about what that program is about and you know, how folks can learn more information about it.
1: On Saturday is our Healing After Suicide Conference. And so we're starting out in the morning with Kay Warren talking, uh, sharing her experience. And then we'll have a breakout session where she'll do a question and answer period. From there, we'll move on to a panel presentation with people who have had over 30 years experience because this year is our 30th anniversary. So we're marking that by identifying people who've been through American Association of Suicidology Conference with the Healing Conference and saying, where, where were we before and where are we now? From there, then, we'll break off into a healing sessions where you can meet other people who have similar losses. So for me, I would go to the sibling loss uh, sharing group. And then from there, we'll have workshops that are specifically geared towards lost survivors, different ideas, different ways of healing. Um, Hope and healing is definitely what we're looking for, is for people to be able to offer their experience but also walk away being hopeful that they will survive. And that's what's most important is that We need to know, as lost survivors, that we can survive. Many days, we're just taking one step at a time to where we can start running, but we need to know that we can survive.
0: Very powerful message there. And um, you've touched on this a little bit, but um, obviously the suicide loss community, very powerful community, very galvanized to help promote suicide prevention. How do you see them driving suicide prevention efforts?
1: We wear it on our heart. We wear it on our sleeves. We will always be lost survivors. And so we want to be able to share our experience. Uh, I've been an advocate talking at Capitol Hill, helping changing policies, adding new policies in the state of Indiana. Not because it's my job, but because I care. I don't want to see another family member. I don't want to see another sister walk through the grief experience I had to experience. So we're here to help prevent and not have someone else have to walk our footsteps. But if they are, if they do, we're here to help support them.
0: Excellent. Well said. Thank you, Janet. Um, do you have any final thoughts before I let you go today?
1: Um, you had previous, previously talked about the psychological autopsy. That is something that is near and dear to my heart. What I have found as being a psychological autopsy investigator is it gives, it's giving lost survivors a chance to talk about their pain, their grief, their experience. And so as a lost survivor, I wish more people would have asked me about my grieving process instead of telling me how I needed to grieve. So I feel like in the professional field, we need to do a little more listening instead of telling us, lost survivors, this is what you need to do. And so more opportunities that we can have to reach out to be talk about our story is very powerful and healing for us.
0: Excellent. Well, again, thanks for joining us. And one final question, where can folks go to learn more about the AAS Suicide Loss Division and also to hear about uh, possibly attending this uh, Healing After Suicide Loss conference?
1: Our website, www.suicidology, so S-U-I-C-I-D-O-L-O-G-Y.org. Um, but you can go there. But if you have any questions at all, I'm open to, to answering questions. And you can reach me by my email, which starts off with the number one, and then suicidesurvivor at com.
0: Excellent. We'll definitely include those resources with the notes with this podcast. So, again, thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you. We wanted to provide
0: our listeners, especially those interested in learning more about suicide postvention, additional information about a brand new VA Suicide Postvention Resource Center that will be coming soon. The Suicide Postvention Resource Center will house information, suggestions, and best practices to help individuals process suicide loss. The website will include basic self care tips for those affected by a loss, guidelines on how to establish suicide postvention teams within the workplace educational infographics on the impact of suicide loss, podcasts with suicide postvention experts, personal accounts, including videos, from providers affected by suicide loss, and much more. Please visit the Rocky Mountain Myrick website to watch for launch news on the Suicide Postvention Resource Center.